0: I'm Scott Abraham from ABC7 in Washington, D.C. You know who it is, Travis Thomas Experience. This is Eric Edholm of Yahoo Sports. This is Mitch Tischler. This is Al Galdi, and you're listening to The Big Douglas Show.
1: All right, this is The Big Douglas Show, another Meet the Podcasters edition. And today we have my good friend, and I mean that, Parker Hamlet. Parker, how are you?
0: Doing fantastic, Doug. It's, it's been a long time coming. I know we kind of got the link up a little bit last year. That season did, did a couple bits, but it's my first formal introduction on the Big Douglas show. I was on another top four watch football team fan podcast, part of Mount Rushmore HD. earlier this week. Now I'm on the Big Douglas show. Been making rounds. Really thankful for it. Really happy to chop it up with you today, brother. And like you said, great friend. Got to know each other a little bit over the summer. It's been nice. So thank you for the invite.
1: It has. And you're right. It's, it's odd because – we probably interacted, maybe outside of Andy Burrows for me, one of the earliest. And for whatever reason, it uh, it didn't go that way. But this is great, and I'm glad to have you today. So listen, uh, it's interesting. You ha- you were on the Brawl network, and you know you had you were not uh, in the same spaces what they were heading to. So you left them, and I know that was tough where you. Got signed up with Sideline Sports. Uh, your buddy created that, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes, a, a good, good friend of mine growing up, uh, Graham Smith. Uh, Sidelines was previously owned under a different regime, bought the rights, kind of got things going, kind of blew up overnight, uh, kind of started in the college football world then kind of went over to the NFL. Um, I'm, I'm very heavily involved, as you know. I'm the head of NFL operations over there at the Sidelines Sports Network. Graham does great stuff, uh, looking to hit the ground running starting up this, this season. Like you said, kind of unfortunate the way things happen at the Brawl Network. Uh, still have a lot of good relationships, a lot of people there. Um, just simply a lot of things I just can't stand by, stand behind. You know, you and I have talked about that in private as well. You know, I, I'm not one into airing dirty laundry, but but like no, you said, no tra- I, I, I felt like our trajectories were just heading in different directions. And, you know, things have just, in my opinion, been a lot more professional at sidelines. And I intend to keep it that way. So.
1: Now, there are ways to do these shows. You can do them by yourself. You can do it by yourself with a guest. Uh, all of them are challenging in their own ways. You decided to take on two co-hosts. Not that I was surprised by it. I mean, you went out and copped heavy hitters, no doubt about it. I mean, Adam Aniba is one of the greatest at player evaluation. And really, kudos to you. You were early on Rio. He's uh, lighting the scene on fire. Great stuff. So curious how you decided to go, not just with the co-host, but with two.
0: First of all, that's a great question. And. Rio and I guess I'll start with Rio like you said it's his his rise to the top has just been polarizing honestly uh during the season when I was kind of doing a solo show over the Brawl Network kind of saw him on the timeline hit him up I was like hey man you know you, you got the chops you need to get started with this stuff right away everybody's doing it you know you know Doug we're in the oversaturized Washington football team podcast game so Rio went out got a mic got going and I mean, his brand speaks for itself. You know, you've seen him go viral. I've seen him go viral. He's a great product. A lot like yourself, Doug, he gets some pretty good guests. A lot lot of similarities there. You know, I think he just did an interview with Olivia as well. Um, I I always had really good, entertaining, you know, plentiful conversations with Rio. And Adam has been, like you said, he's always been just an absolute grinder. I respected his game for a very long time. He was a recurring guest on my podcast over the ball network for some time. He knows his shit the Virginia goal report, you know, <laughs> you say I was early on Rear Robinson. Adam has been early on a lot of these Washington football team players that have, have been kind of rising to prominence as well. You know, he, he called out the Jerry Patterson thing a while back and, you know, Jerry Patterson, you know, being kind of a star for the Washington football team throughout most of the preseason as well. I thought we could all form a very refreshing dynamic and, you know, it all kind of came together and, you know, we are where we are today. Very thankful for it. Those two guys are, are, are absolute grinders. Like I say on my show, you know, they're juggernauts in the Washington football team podcast game, and I sincerely mean that and got a lot of exciting stuff heading into the season.
1: Now, I'm excited about it So you guys. Put out a great product. All right. Let's get uh, to some football. We'll we'll do some Washington. Um,
0: I thought we could jump around the league real quick first. I'm completely cool with that. Actually, I was just reading some stuff actually, so that's good timing.
1: <laughs> let's start in the uh, let's start, let's go by divisions real quick. Let's start in the NFC North. Who you got coming out of those? Seems like an easy
0: one with the Packers. You know, I, as you know, as a lot of watch football team fans know, listeners on my podcast, I was a very big Justin Fields guy. I feel like he could take over the reins for the Chicago Bears probably in any given moment and probably provide more for the team than Andy Dalton. I feel like Andy Dalton should still be on the Dallas Cowboys, especially with the Dak Prescott situation playing out the way there's no depth of quarterback over there. Um, it, if, like you said, the Green Bay Packers are, are, are an easy selection there. You got Aaron Rodgers coming back after, a, in my opinion, kind of a little bit too dramatic of an offseason with, with that entire situation, you know, him posting stuff with Devontae about, you know, the quote-unquote last dance. You really can't overcome, though, that record in the NFC Championship game. But as far as the division, it's hard to pick anybody but the Green Bay Packers. I think the Minnesota Vikings, even though I'm not a big Kirk Cousins guy, you got guys like Justin Jefferson who are absolutely lighting the league on fire. That defense is kind of took a deep fall. Mike Zimmer, I think it's going to be his last year over there as well. So I, it's really hard, Doug, for me to pick anybody out of that division other than the Green Bay Packers, especially with Lafleur at the helm, a former Washington football team staff member.
1: Let's uh, let's switch to the NFC West. This may be the best division
0: of football. I I don't I don't think that's a bold statement whatsoever, honestly. Yeah. And you, you look around the league, Doug, and. You see all these quarterback situations, and I, I, to me, the one in San Francisco really stands out f- from the rest of them. You know, Kyle, you know, another former Washington football team staff member, I feel like that's kind of a trend we got going here. Um, he he kind of got ahead of the curve a little bit, you know. I mean, he goes out and, 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 ma- and gets that upgrade while he's got, uh, you know, capable signal caller. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo was in the Super Bowl not even two seasons ago. And was Jimmy was Garoppolo passed away yeah. from
1: winning that Super Bowl. There's no doubt.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, for, for Jimmy, it's I, it, it's hard for me to kick Jimmy while he's down because, I mean, clearly what's going on with Trey Lance is affecting him right now. But I think that that Super Bowl performance it defined him as a player. I think everybody has defining moments. I think the same thing ha- happened to Cam Newton when he was playing against the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl. Some things you just don't, don't come back from. And I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo being under center for the San Francisco 49ers if they ever get back to that point again, that, that stuff just affects you. And Trey Lance is somebody that, you know, us Washington football team fans were very excited about. We, that was somebody that we really thought the Washington football team was going to buy for, ended up turning up that way. I think, I don't think Trey is ready right now, but I think once Trey gets some time with Kyle, I think he sits under Jimmy Garoppolo under a whole season. I mean, for a whole season, I don't think it's going to happen that way, but I really do believe that their quarterback situation is, is not, it, it, you just can't compare it to the other ones, and it's hard for me to pick anybody with them. I'd be starting Trey Lance day one. It, it, and, and see, I kind of feel the same way, but it's at the end of the day, the it's all about the money. And Jimmy Garoppolo has a very hefty contract, and it's not one that they can get rid of anytime soon. So they are trying to give him the nod. Same thing with Cam. Cam's got a very big figure heading into the season as well. I really like Trey's game. I think there's a couple things he needs to clean up, but like you said, I, I'm a big believer, Di, i you. I'm a very, very big believer in throwing them into the fire. I mean, well, you either and, have it or you don't.
1: about the Bears, I'd be playing Fields day one.
0: Yeah, uh, day fields, one familiar with fields. Fields, in day my one. opinion, the most pro-ready. Lance, in my opinion, the most athletically gifted out of all of them. I don't know how you can deny Lance, but Shanahan's very savvy. He knows what he's doing. It, it, and- oh,
1: that's my point. Shannon had RG3. He knows what this rookie quarterback can run. I mean, he's got the blueprint for that already. So, I'm just like, yeah, you talk about the money, and I totally get that, and that's usually what guys' decisions in the NFL – but add up the salaries for the three first round draft picks they gave up for him and tell me what it comes to. Like They've actually got a lot of money tied up in the Trey Lance, even if the figure doesn't say it. So I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I, it probably will be Garoppolo, but it, it would not be what I do. Now for the division, I still think I've got the Rams.
0: And, and, I, and I was actually heading in that direction. It was kind of a long winded, but to me, you know, they do lose Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, look like they're gonna lose him for a couple weeks now. You definitely don't have a dynamic running back. Tiger really didn't really pan out the way that they wanted him to, but you still have a phenomenal wide receiving core. Cooper Cup, stud. Robert Woods, stud. They had Deshaun Jackson, even if it's four games a year, you get, you add that deep there to it. Then, yeah. I mean, Matthew Stafford brings everything to the Rams that Jared Goff simply couldn't. And, you know, kudos to Sean McVay. I'm not even gonna say where he used to be. On, on a coaching staff at, <laughs> um, but kudos to Sean McVay for going out and, and making that upgrade. You know, I think Jared Goff might actually have a bounce back year in Detroit. Who knows? But Matthew Stafford, in my opinion, can do all the things that Jared Goff couldn't. And I, it, like you said, I, I it, it's hard for me not to put them not just in winning their division. I they're contenders, in my opinion. I mean, is that kind of oh, crazy they, to say when I haven't even seen Stafford take a snap?
1: They did not. They did not go get Stafford to not win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? But it's also interesting with the Stafford thing, and Washington, by all accounts, was in on that and just got outbid. Um, Stafford is a guy that's willing to push the ball down the field. The league has changed. Absolutely. Teams don't want dink and dunk. They don't want super conservative. They want opportunities and chances, and they'll push it down the field, and and that's that's what he's there for. And the other thing, when you go around the division, I mean – Every time you think the Seahawks are ho-hum, right, they win 10 games to go to the playoffs. So I, I just – I always forget and I always downplay their weapons when it's time for fantasy football. And every year they're putting up 35 a game when Russell Wilson is chucking it all over the field. So I don't know. Who knows about
0: that thing? Let's if there's somebody on. I want to downplay in that division, it's the Arizona Cardinals. I I'm I'm not a believer in Kyler Murray I'm just going to be straight up with you I know that I did a podcast last year a lot of Cardinals fans came at me it was right before we played against them I kind of discredited him as a franchise quarterback I he 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 garners a lot of comparisons to Russell Wilson and I think Russell is, is is levels above him I think Kyler is an absolutely outstanding athlete but you got the 2012 Pro Bowl team over there AJ Green hasn't had a healthy season in God knows how long same as for JJ Watt you got Contract disputes with Chandler Jones as well. I mean, they got some good pieces on that offense and defense. Don't get me wrong. And Cliff Kingsbury is very savvy, a lot like his counterpart, Sean McVay. But at the end of the day, I just don't see them getting over that hump. I really don't. And Kyler, to me, hasn't made that full jump from the collegiate level to the to the next level of the NFL. And there are some things that play calling just can't get around, in my opinion. So,
1: and and frankly, I, I'm lower on the
0: play caller than the uh, than the quarterback. Yeah, and, and, then, they, and that's,
1: that's becoming the
0: narrative, and it's going to become, the, it's gonna become so even more apparent after this year. That's for sure. Yeah.
1: Big year oh. for uh, Kingsbury this year. Big year. Absolutely. Uh,
0: let's go to the NFC South.
1: Um, I think this one's more interesting than people think.
0: Who, who are your favorites, though? Before I, before I even get into I mean, it, who are your
1: favorites? I, I, I mean, I got the Pats, to, uh, not the Pats, but the Bucks to go back and win the whole thing again, so it'd be hard to not pick them. But I think Atlanta's got something sneaky down there. I think that that offense is probably – if the offensive line could hold up for Matt Ryan, they're going to put up points down there. Uh, the guy from Tennessee comes over, and that offense works. We know absolutely. the offense works. So they're going to pound the rock down there. And I don't know, call Sean Payton out if you want to, but I will. Uh,
0: Sean Payton has earned the benefit of it doubt more than anything. And seeing Jameis Winston absolutely perform with Callaway – over this last week, I mean, I've always been a big Jameis Winston guy myself, as much as there is for throwing 30 interceptions in this league. There is just as much for throwing 30 touchdowns. Bruce Arians has always, always been a guy that needed the quarterback to get over the hump. He was never going to win with Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay. I, and at the end of the day, Jameis was humble enough to go to the New Orleans Saints, kind of, as he said, get a master's degree and quarterback play kind of center drew breeze kind of work with taysom hill as well say which one about taysom hill but being in that quarterback room has done nothing but take Jameis's game to the next level in my opinion he is he is top five arm strength in nfl i mean it, it's absolutely ridiculous the dude has a cannon he was a heisman winner for a reason the dude's not a loser either and he made plenty of plays over in tampa bay mind you, you had mike evans chris and all those guys but james has always had the number one overall pick arm and it's always been between the ears for him and it seems like he's kind of He's matured a lot, and I've seen a lot of people talking about that as well. As far as the Carolina Panthers, I've never been a Sam Darnold believer. I still am not a Sam Darnold believer. I think Matt Rule, while he is doing the things he wants to do over there, at the end of the day, they are the youngest team in the NFL, I do believe. 24.2-something years old is their average age across the team. So I, I think you've got a lot of naivety on that t- on, on that roster, and I think Sam Darnold shows you why he wasn't that guy in New York. I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey coming back. I'm not going to lie to you, Doug. His volume scares me. As much as they work him, scares me. You know, they, they lock up Robbie Anderson. You got that kind of similar connection with them carrying over from the Jets. At the end of the day, this is a very young Carolina Panthers team. I definitely don't believe in them. As far as the Atlanta Falcons are concerned, had they kept Julio Jones on the roster, and then you had Kyle Pitts, who, in my opinion, is, is a generational talent, go ahead and give him his yellow jacket, he is going to be a problem. If you still have Julio in that mix, I think it's a different story. I don't really see – I I had a lot more stock going to them last year. I thought Ty Tiger was going to have a big year. It turned out not being the case. But as you said, Arthur Smith walking in is going to pay dividends for them. Getting Dan Quinn out of there, who is not capable of being a Super Bowl winning coach. He's proven it. He's going to do great things in Dallas, I think, as the defensive coordinator. But as you said, it's hard for me to pick anybody but the all-22 returning Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, honestly, I think we're going to have a Super Bowl rematch this year. I think the Bucs are a lot coming out of the NFC.
1: All right, we'll we'll do we'll finish up NFC East later. Let's get to the AFC real quick. Take just cut minutes get through here. I think if uh, the NFC West is the best division in football, I think the second best second best is the AFC uh, East, n- North North with the uh, with the with the Browns and the um, and the Steelers Ravens, and then and it, they, it takes a
0: dive with with the Bengals. It takes a dive because those big three teams, their defenses are absolutely filthy. You know, we're, we're playing the Ravens Battle of the Beltway this week. You got, in my opinion, the best cornerback tandem in football, Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. I think it was five interceptions, 12 force fumbles last year. That, that's a crazy number. I mean, that's just a fit physicality that you don't really see in the secondary outside of the NFC West with Jalen Ramsey. People say what you want about Lamar Jackson. He's 30-7 as a starter, former MVP in the National Football League. So he's everything that Washington football team fans wanted RG3 to be, and that's why RG3 is going to, going to bat for him on TV today. Proud of him for doing that. Not a big believer in Big Ben in 2021. I mean, I'm glad he finally took the steps he could to, to kind of heal up his body and kind of have the same diet as Tom Brady. But, you know, Father Tom catches up to us all at the end of the day, Big Doug. And I think that this is Big Ben's swan song, and I don't really see them – really making the playoffs the browns, i think the
1: browns loaded is stacked what do you think about
0: them you said the browns they're stacked oh absolutely stacked I, I think i saw colin coward saying that they're a top five roster if not a top three roster in the national football league and I, I definitely can't disagree with that and you know i'll, I'll be quick with it cream hunt best receiving back in football nick chubb one of the best north south runners we've seen in the league in some time baker mayfield knows his role at the end of the day he knows his role he's a play action quarterback that's where he thrives I think they're a better football team when Odell Beckham Jr. is not on the field. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones adds this verticality and this size that Odell just kind of doesn't have. And I think they're trying to do too much with Odell Beckham on the field. I think Kevin Stefanski's an adult, Doug. And Kevin Stefanski came in there. He managed all that talent. And he really turned the ship there. And you have the best offensive line in football. I I think I also heard Colin Coward says we're on top of him. He said you guys can't name four four of them. You got Conklin. Wills, a couple of the, those other guys are all pros. And then you add those two sure. running backs to the MIG. They're absolutely filthy. And, bring of down, course, the division. And, and honestly, that's one of the tougher questions you've asked me. And I, it's hard for me to pick anyone but Cleveland. It really is. I, I do think, I do think, I do think adding Najee Harris to the mix in Pittsburgh is going to make yes. them a better football team. It's going to kind of make up for some of the things that they're lacking in all the other departments. But to me, you're gonna have a fully healthy Miles Garrett, who you know is now immune to COVID. You have the best running game in football, and you have a quarterback that's growing. And like I said, Kevin Stefanski's an adult, so I, I I see the Cleveland Browns taking it, man. I think that Baltimore sneaks I in it. as well. Now they loaded,
1: they loaded, man. All right, let's. I think we can both agree on the Chiefs coming out of the West.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's an
1: easy one, and and I don't know how anybody gives the Titans any um, you know in that in that South Division.
0: For sure, I. As far as the Chiefs division, I will say this. Keep an eye on Justin Herbert. Justin is a guy that I'll be watching a lot throughout like the Herbert. season. I, I'm a very big – I was a very big Anthony Lynn guy. I was just about as upset about that as the fan base was. But Justin Herbert's talent, man, it's there. It's apparent, and he's going to have a big year in 2021. Uh, as far as – who's the other team you said? Or the other division? Well, I, I think the Titans are easy in the AFC South. The rest they're oh, yeah. very good. What well, I got to um, ask you this, Doug. I got a question for you before we move on. Yep. Are you that all surprised to see Jacksonville struggling early? Because it certainly didn't surprise me. No, the roster sticks. Terrible, and and you travel, and you and you draft Etn, and now James he's only
1: five, five players on the team, not first round pitch this year.
0: You know what I mean? Like, good luck. Exactly. I, uh, James Robinson's I, I think back. they're
1: awful. I I mean, I don't even know what the coach plans to do. He looked lost as well. So I mean, no, no, I don't, I don't see it there at all. The other thing that I think is real interesting is the AFC North. That thing's a coin flip.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, it's a dog fight up there, man. No, no pun intended. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's it's crazy. Who do you got coming out? I
1: think Mac Jones starts week
0: one. Yeah, absolutely. I And, you know, I, I could talk all day about this New England quarterback situation, not going to lie. Um, I will say this, Mac Jones, I think Cam Newton is still a great athlete, and I think he can perform at the NFL level. But a lot like I think Dak Prescott's never going to return to normal after the shoulder injury, Cam Newton never came back from that shoulder injury as well. No, didn't. And you know, I will say this, he adds an element to that New England offense a very loaded, very expensive New England offense in 21. Yep. He adds an element to that that Matt can't, but Mac fits the New England mold, and I'm not just saying that because he's a white quarterback in New England. I'm saying that because he's a great decision maker. He makes all the right throws. I mean, everything between the ears is what wowed everybody with Mac Jones, and I yep. don't think he could have went to a better situation. I mean, you right. saw – he shook Adele's hand, and he said, you know, this, this is low-key what I wanted the whole time, and certainly well, can't fault him for that.
1: He's a, he's a saving product who is a Belichick buddy. I mean, there's a, there's a reason that that happened. But I'll say this about Cam in that offense, and, and people always say, ah, oh, he's perfect for the New England offense. Well, when McDaniels was in Denver, I mean, he drafted Tebow to play quarterback. He actually liked having a running quarterback. They just didn't have one. They had Tom Brady instead, not that you're
0: complaining about that. Why do they not do that kind of New Orleans type of thing? I know it's complicated. It's not sexy, but, like, I really feel like Cam could bring a sort of Taysom Hill effect to that they offense. They may still do that. They may still do that. Get your money's worth out of Cam in 2021. I mean, they're we all know he's them. not going to start the whole season. That's they, safe they to say. Paid so are you, here's old. the question. Are you yeah. a two-attack-of-Iola believer? Because not a lot, not. lot of people are. No. I, he just has not looked refined no. coming out of college. I, that was a pretty big injury he was dealing with. I think Brian Flores is a great coach. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, I mean, thankfully, he ended up in Burgundy and Gold. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of unfairly had to come in and play in relief of Tua last year. I,
1: Tua just, in my opinion, no, is not they, ready. I don't care if you had, to add Jalen Waddle that either. They were going to the playoffs last year with Ryan, and they didn't want to.
0: Exactly. They didn't want. To, they ganked. Doesn't sell tickets.
1: He, <laughs> he got ganked because he played too good. Um, he, yeah, he we he were talking about that actually. I think when I came down, it. we were talking about that. Yeah. Nah. He definitely <laughs> got ganked for playing too good for whatever that's worth. uh all right right, great well i got a couple questions about the football team Rank the the, our division from one to four real fast
0: you said rank the nfc east one to four yep and i hate to sound like a homer but at the end of the day the washington football team in my opinion is the best roster in the nfc east i it's hard for me to say otherwise and i'm not saying that because i'm a content creator and i've talked to jason wright and blah 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 i i i saying that mainly from the standpoint of Elite defensive line, offensive line that is still kind of working its kinks out, but then today I feel like they can be a really good unit. You got veteran quarterback play, very good. Underrated, in my opinion. Wide receivers, you know, tight end. Logan Thomas, very underrated, in my opinion. Secondary has nothing but experience in William Jackson and Kendall Fuller. Back in, you got Landon Collins coming off a bounce-back season, or looks like he's going to have a bounce-back season coming back from injury. You got Cam Curl. You got Benjamin St. Juice at corner. I, I almost forgot to mention him. He looked very good Friday when I was at FedEx Field. You know, as far as number two, I got to give it to the New York Giants. And I was on HG, we are this week, and I said that I honestly, I hate the Giants than I hate the Cowboys at this point. And it's not that I even perceive them as a threat. I think they're ex- excellently coached. I think Joe Judge really turned the ship last year, almost squeaked them into the playoffs, barring our little Week 17 fiasco against the Philadelphia Eagles. But, you know, you got Saquon Barkley coming back. Who knows if it's going to be for 16 games. Spent a lot of money this offseason. You know, went and got Kenny Galladay. Uh, spent some money on corner and a Dory Jackson. They were already a really good defensive unit that got a really big win in Seattle last year that they showed that they can play spoiler to me. All of it is in Daniel Jones, who I just quite frankly don't believe in. I think close to 20, if not a little bit over 20 turnovers last year, not a big believer in Daniel Jones whatsoever. I felt like he was really drafted out of spite of the watch football team. As everybody knows, a lot of people in the front office were very big. Um, You know, the general consensus that that, they wanted to take. They wanted him. They wanted Darnell Savage, but if they were going to take a quarterback, they wanted Daniel Jones. I do not believe that Daniel Jones is a starting quarterback in the National Football League, and I will go on record and say that. I don't care how good of a year he has in 2021. There, with the ball security, it's just too much of an issue here. I do think that he's going to look better in 2021, but as far as garnering franchise quarterback money, I don't think he'll ever be in the same light as somebody a la Patrick Mahomes. I, th- I think he's got a lot of playmakability with his leg, but I'll skip to the rest here. As far as three and four, I got the Cowboys at three. If Dak ends up you know, squeaking out, and actually playing some football games. He was an MVP candidate early last year. You know, they were one and four, but his averages were absolutely crazy. You got that trio wide receiver. You got Zeke who's looking to have a bounce back here. Got Dan Quinn, we were talking about earlier, Doug, at, you know, defensive coordinator. They go and add Micah Parsons. Say, say what you will of him, but he is an absolutely – a game-breaker as, as an athlete. Yep. And, and, and of course, you go to Nick it. Sirianni, who, in my opinion, is not good enough to be a head coach in the National Football League, leading the Philadelphia Eagles with a quarterback that they simply do not believe in. Would not surprise me to see Deshaun Watson become a member of Philadelphia Eagles at some point throughout this year. Would not surprise me whatsoever.
1: I'll, I'll say this to you about that. When we talked to Steve Weiss from the NFL Network, he said that Watson had court in January. Don't expect him to play it down this year, uh, commissioner exemplary.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely not. I, yeah. I said at some point this year, I definitely don't see it yeah. happening anytime soon, you
1: know, but I, I, I bet money, there's no way he plays this year. Yeah. Uh, doesn't play this it, year, but not, they,
0: it's safe to say, and this is the last thing I'll say, it's definitely safe to say that the Philadelphia Eagles don't believe it. down hurts for sure. I mean, am I wrong? I, that's just the vibe. I They they have
1: pieces to trade for a quarterback this year if they wanted to.
0: Exactly. That That's true. That's true. He is a cheaper option as well, but you know, like you said, we'll see how it plays out. So. I'm I'm not a
1: believer in her for whatever it's worth. Uh, All right, let's do this. Uh, More snap or let's do more receptions. Diami
0: Brown or Curtis Samuels? So I got to go Diami here, mainly because I feel like Curtis Samuel, you know, he is the weapon of this offense pretty much. And they're very confident in that. They're conditioning him in very slowly. I see Curtis getting a lot of, of rushing attempts probably just as many as receptions to be honest with you, I think I think the and I said this on HT as well I think Deami's gonna have a very big year I do I don't think it's gonna be DK Metcalf big but I think as far as compliment to Terry McLaurin he's gonna have a very good statistical season and to me Ryan Fitzpatrick seems to be forming a very good relationship with army he kind of gets all red looks like he's talking about his his first love he's up on the podium talking about Deami. I'm not in love with those sideburns he's got going on but you know at the end of the day that's none of my business um so, yeah, I definitely see De'Ami having more steps than Curtis Samuel this year. Uh,
1: more targets, Cam
0: Sims or Adam Humphreys? That's a great question. I, this has been a very quiet preseason, and preseason is normally Cam Sims season, Doug. We both know this. I got to give it to Adam Humphreys just because of the familiarity with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I think we can both agree Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to play most of this season, barring injury or whatever have you, COVID, anything That's along good. those lines i, I got to give it to Adam Humphreys. I could really see Cam Sims not being a member of this organization next year if, if things stay this quiet. Kind of I, cool think am, being
1: I think Cam Sims had a better chance of being productive this year than Adam Humphreys does. I, I'm telling you, I'm, the more I I was on that early and then I jumped off, I'm back on. I don't know if Hump makes this team. Are no, you look. going
0: back to it? I, no, I we were FedEx back. talking I'm about back. that. I'm every time Adam it. Humphreys called well, a ball, we what were talking Hump, about you. Every Hump, time. Humphrey.
1: What does Hump offer, this this alleged connection that he has with Fitzpatrick from three years ago in Tampa Bay? He didn't even play the full season there. I mean, I, I don't know. Position I mean, flex, I, I can't disagree never, with you on that, that. I mean, it has been a long time. Flex, what does he offer other than playing the slot receiver? I, I don't know what the answer to that is. And they've got Terry in the slot. They've got Cam in the slot now. They're going to put Samus in the slot now. They're going to put 24 in the slot. They're going to put 41 in the slot. You tell me you have to have a designated slot receiver? I, I think,
0: think Adam Humphreys is going to be the king of garbage time yards this year, and I think that that's yeah. going to be a cushion. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. That That's why I see most of his well, production. garbage come. time would be awful because that means we're down. Exactly. I I think people are kind of putting us on a pedestal this year, man, and I, this team definitely has flaws, and there are definitely flaws at quarterback. There looks to be a lot of timing issues. I saw that at FedEx Friday night. The offense did not look very good, in my opinion, so – but, yeah, I, I personally, I see Adam Humphreys getting, getting more receptions. I would like for Cam Sims to get more receptions, but this Tampa Bay connection, I, I think, will at least get Adam Humphreys' foot in the door.
1: More snaps, Patterson or 25? He looks slimmer in 25 too, right?
0: Yes, he does. He does. He does. It's he does. funny how a
1: number can change kind of what you look like. <laughs> he looks a lot better in 25 than he does in 34. Tell me who gets more attempts.
0: I got to give it to Patterson, and I'm not saying that because of recency bias. I'm mainly saying it because Peyton Barber's workload tends to normally be in the red zone, and I really do feel as if this offense is going to have bigger home run plays this year. I I think we're going to be more of a vertical threat. the
1: only reason they brought Fitzpatrick in.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I think you're going to have a lot more bleep it throws with Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you're not going to feel the need, or you're not going to be in many situations where Peyton Barber gets many carries inside the five, so – I got to give it to Patterson and, you know, I can see Patterson coming in late in in certain games and getting some of those reps, you know, as a receiver out of the backfield as well.
1: Who starts at free safety this year?
0: That's a great question. Um, Before I answer that, who do you have making the roster?
1: For the secondary?
0: Yes, at, at
1: free safety. I don't know, you know Mo Reeves, stand, but it feels like they're gonna go curl and um and Collins.
0: That's certainly how yeah, and, that, that...
1: and, and I think it's interesting because in, and we talked about this before. Uh they had Everett at free safety last year and he played well. He did you know? they and, have
0: a, a lot of tough decisions to make at safety and, and, at
1: and I just think that the that the scheme they play will allow I, I, I don't I'm not sold that there's any set positions for starters in that back end.
0: You know what I mean? I don't like, think there is either. I do
1: the time it's done. There's going to be like four
0: or five safeties that have similar snap counts. I, I will say, though, when I first got to Richmond, you know, it was Curl and Collins, so I I got to go Curl. and yeah. But like you said, there's going to be a lot of moving parts in that secondary. I really don't think it's that much of a storyline as to who the starters are because, like you said, you got Reeves – you got Everett. You got a lot of McCain. They're going to be moving him around a lot as well. So I, it's going to be very the, interesting to see what they do. They the don't like giving these guys. Parker,
1: Park, the bigger storyline to me is that it looks like St. Juice will start outside and that Fuller will go into the slot, which I was on two months ago. You were. You him, were. They and I, drafted him for that reason. We were told several times that they had expected him to move outside quickly. and when got was faster than I expected, but he's out there.
0: For sure. And, you know, when I was with the Brawl Network, I interviewed uh, Marty Shottie. He was at uh, the senior bowl and Saint juice got a lot of work there and the coaches have kind of got some one-on-one interaction with him. So they had tape on him in a COVID year. He's very physical, big for a corner. You know, I, I, apparently he's a big tape guy as well. He, he's checking all the boxes for the Washington football team. To me, he brings more on the outside than Kendall Fuller does. I know that's kind of crazy, but we all know it's, it's one of the worst kept secrets on this team that Kendall Fuller is a better slot corner. Uh, and you know, mate, Maybe that yeah. knocks Jimmy Moreland out of the mix a little bit, but I mean that fan favorite stuff only carries you. But so far, when a guy you can have a guy who's 6'1", 200 pounds on the outside, and have Kendall Fuller in the slot. So, well, and, but I mean, as far as the free safety is concerned, I got Curl. So
1: to me, it, to me, it's easy. It, all you have to do is say, is Benjamin safe Juice better at being an outside corner than Fuller is better than Moreland at being a slot? And if that's the case, then that's the move. And to me, that might have sounded a little convoluted but it, no i, I agree
0: 100 that's that's definitely the perspective i look at it from so
1: you cut let's up let's wrap say? with this one uh more, more tackles holcomb or davis gotta go holcomb gotta go holcomb yeah. I, i'm
0: not gonna lie to you doug I, for a big year any yeah i i think cole holcomb has looked very good in camp you know make of that what you will i i <laughs> I hate to say this because it's going to sound like I'm sour on this pick because we didn't take a quarterback. But Davis does look a little small at the second level for me. And once those tackles kind of come up and get their hands on him, he seems to get lost in the shuffle a little bit. So I think Cole Holcomb – They could have had
1: a quarterback cheap. They, they, they could have the had a quarterback the, cheap, Doug. The price that the Bears paid for fields was not a ton.
0: No.
1: Uh, a one uh, – an extra one in some, some something you don't care about. Exactly. Uh, and it, I don't think it would have cost that much to jump the, the New England to get Matt Jones if they wanted. So you're right. It, it's going to always be tough for Jamin Davis, just because there were opportunities there to uh, get better at the best, you know, the most important position on the field. But uh, listen, if he ends up, you know, balling out, then nobody will care, and they'll figure it out. I don't think <laughs> yeah. they're even concerned about. It. I think they're going to do this Fitzpatrick type deal for a couple years now, uh, because they've got big contracts getting ready to come up. They're going to have uh, to take care of.
0: And you, you, you were ahead on that. You told me when, when I came to OBX, or, or North Carolina, you said yourself, you're like, this Fitzpatrick thing is not a one-year deal. You you, yeah. you do foresee this going farther than one season for the watch football team. I do. And Very I'll always good. remember you said that for everybody else.
1: <laughs> Very good. I appreciate that. When the leagues dig, he's I just And and we'll see. It, uh, it, it, it has not been proven that that will work, but I do think that that is the plan. All right, Park, we finish up each of these shows before the season starts, so I want to know what makes a good season for you.
0: To me, as far as culture for the Washington football team, you know, within the last five to six years, the Washington football team really only seems to come out on top when the NFC East is crippled. And to me, uh, a, a good coach, a good team, a good culture wins things when not everything is exactly stacked in their favor. And don't get me wrong; they had plenty against them last year. But at the end of the day, people are going to talk about Week 17 – what happens if you don't pull Jalen? There's always going to be an excuse for last year. To me, this year is about setting the tone for the next decade. Because Ron Rivera, a lot of people feel like this playoff appearance was fool's gold. To me, it's playoffs or bust this year. It, it, it really is. You, you're better at the quarterback position. I don't care what anybody says. You got Colin returning from injury. You got Taylor Heineke, who, in my opinion, is a good back who would come in and kind of spark a plug. But you have vet- a fully healthy veteran quarterback who can be who can push that offense as a vertical threat down the field. You did not have that with anybody last how many, year so. how many
1: wins how many wins does it take to get in the playoffs how many wins you got for the
0: team i have the washington football team going 10 and 7 this year i also think it Me could good. someone could squeak in it with nine i nine that nine eight wins i really do feel like a could. don't know we're we'll probably see a lot a more of the same with nfc's this, this this upcoming year but at the end of the day i feel like the washington football team based off everything that happened last year and like you said they have become a better football team in the off season and, and they really have. And I told Doug Williams this when he came on our show a couple of weeks ago, they built this team in the off season, like a team that really thinks that they can contend and that's right. you add a couple of pieces and you have a couple of guys healthy in that Tampa Bay game. I don't think the bucks come out of that. I really don't. So to me, it's playoffs or bust to the watch football team this year. That that's my expectation.
1: Parker, this was everything that I had hoped it would be. Tell the people where to find you, what you got coming
0: up next. Well, I appreciate that, Doug. Appreciate letting me come in here and ramble on this beautiful summer day. Got to come see you again sometime. Of course, you can find me on social media at Parker Hamlet. That's my personal. As far as my podcast is concerned, sidelines underscore Washington, WFT, excuse me. And you can find my co-host on there as well, Rhea Robson, host of Raw Talk, Adam and Iba. uh, Bergen and Gold Report, check out his website. He's also got his podcast, Happy Hour, coming back. Got, Got a lot of exciting stuff coming up for him as well. Uh, you can find a sideline sports network on Twitter as well. Uh, check out the podcast, you know, subscribe, leave a rating review. We're available everywhere. YouTube, just trying to be like the big Douglas show. Yeah. I thank you, my friend. We'll holler at you. Yes, sir. It's been a blast. Thank you.